0: Welcome, everyone, to your ongoing journey or leap into a new world of opportunity. Inside Japan Podcast is a stepping stone for your next adventure. It is a show filled with informative interviews, perspectives on local life, and how you can master your path into the unknown. For today, kick back and listen to the wisdom of our host.
1: James. james here coming with you with episode number 106 of the inside japan podcast brought to you as always by jobsinjapan.com helping you find your best job in japan your first job in japan or your next job in japan jobs in japan is where you want to go my friends hot one coming for you here thomas we got a reunion here four years in the making here Uh, I don't want to ruin the whole story, as as I always do in these intros, but Thomas was someone that was on the show many moons ago, we're talking more than a thousand days ago, and he's back to explain to us what he's been up to, how it's been going, is he still in Japan, is he not still in Japan? I'm sure I spoiled that with the title of this episode, but fear not, this episode is still very interesting, so stay tuned and listen to my interview with Thomas, someone in HR, or as he calls it, sales. Enjoy. Alright guys, very special guest today, returning guest actually, that was on the show, can you believe it, more than four years ago, Thomas Simmons, how are you feeling today?
2: Oh, pretty good, pretty good, how about yourself?
1: Pretty good, it's been a long time, so let's get to, we need a refresher first. Can you, uh, first I'll spill I'll the beans a little bit, so you were on the show first to talk about a website that was known as the jet coaster all about jets learn how to be a jet passing the test all that kind of stuff it was a cool website uh kind of you stopped up getting updated though after a while as most websites do for different reasons you know busy life and everything so what happened after that though let us know get us a refresher
2: yeah so uh Albo alan Bo, and and i started the website um and we got to a pretty pretty sizable number i think we had 40 or 50 writers at at one point and uh lot of interest in it, but um, I think it was uh, mostly me moving to Tokyo and, uh, you know, kind of getting a full-time job, and, uh, you know, from there, the the updates, uh, you know, came less and less, and uh, Alan got into his own thing as well, Uh, took on more YouTube stuff and that kind of thing, so um, basically for the past four and a half years, I've been in recruitment mainly, Um, but yeah, uh, just kind of uh, here in Tokyo. Uh, kind of living the salaryman life and uh, and that kind of thing.
1: Cool, cool. Yeah, so that, that, first about the Jet Coaster. Yeah, so the Jet thing, the Jet program is a huge, it's a very thirsty audience for stuff. And I've seen that with my Discord server, I have over a 1,000 members now. Most of them are Jets because just, just everyone has questions and wants to find a place to get them answered and talk to the people like that. So there's an opportunity there if someone wants to put it together, a website that could do what JetCoaster did again. Uh, I guarantee it will be popular for sure, guys. I promise. Definitely. And I try to do a little bit. I try to do some, you know, my end with interviewing Jet people and stuff like that, but there can be more done. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so, okay, so let's talk about your jump, though. So you were a Jet for how many years? Tell us about that experience. Yeah,
2: moment. so I, I did a uh, Jet in Kagawa Prefect in Shikoku, a uh, really small Inaka you know, place and I did it for the full five years. Uh so one of the rare uh, unicorns uh, <laughs> they used to say. Um and then yeah, I, I, I mean I was uh, twenty nine when I finished that and didn't have much of a plan, just you know, I was pretty much just loved the, the life there, uh in rural Japan. Um and yeah, and then so I thought, yeah, okay, it's time to maybe get a career, pay back some loans, and, uh, you know, that's kind of when, uh, the brain was firing away at, with different ideas. You know, do you do jet coasters, or Do you start doing, uh, you know, passive income streams? Do you do something, you know, like yourself, James? Like, there's a lot of different ideas, and I think, um, you know, I had a knack for creating communities. I mean, that's something I've always loved. I've always, uh, enjoyed hosting parties, bringing different people together, having mixers, this kind of thing. Um, so I, I created the, uh, kind of Kagawa, uh, foreigner network kind of thing on, on Facebook. And I created the other group, which, which you're familiar with, the, uh, JTR, uh, Japan Teaching Resources group on, on Facebook. And, you know, there was part, Part of it was just my love of of creating things and sharing and, and that kind of thing, but I was also thinking, you know, can I make this into a kind of venture, you know, um, kind of a, as you did. So there was a lot of ideas floating around at the time, and, you know, I just kind of ended up uh, working full-time, but that's kind of how that came about.
1: Yeah, cool. So yeah, I haven't heard of that. I haven't heard that name in many years. The Japan Teaching Resources <laughs> Facebook group, but that was it. Was really legit. I mean, it was everyone was posted. It was all helpful. No douchebags at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just everyone trying to help people. Like, and then, but then, kind of how did how did that fade out? Because I remember I stopped going for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know. But what, why do you think that faded? Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, it's it's still going strong. Actually, there's. I, I'm just checking now. It looks like close to five thousand nine hundred members. Uh, so it. Okay, still going. Yeah, still yeah, going. so it's still, still firing away. And, um, I mean, I, I did a lot to drive, like, the initial community. Like, I, you know, that's something I had a knack for as well, is just kind of creating communities from scratch. And that tends to be the hardest part, as, as maybe you can attest to <laughs> as well. Like, those first, you know, a hundred, a couple hundred people getting them interested, and then it kind of goes from there. So, um, yeah. And, you know, I, I am, not a huge fan of of social media, and uh, funnily enough, so um, I'm off of Facebook usually maybe like six to ten months of the year. Um, And so I I installed a a couple friends to kind of uh, look over the the moderation uh, for that, but yeah it's you know it's still still there my i see my picture still there on the banner and, and that kind of thing so uh yeah still kicking along
1: <laughs> okay so that's that's i should check on it. i haven't been there in a long time but uh yeah so real quick if people don't know wonder uh you made it sound so easy jump into a different career after jet but that's something people worry about mm-hmm. a lot, obviously so how did you make that happen
2: yeah yeah and um I, I know uh they they have like the after jet conference i think in february when people are thinking that and uh I mean, just to speak about that in general, like, I, I really didn't know what to do. Like, I the first thought is, like, should I open my own eikaiwa or should I try to get contracted by the same school or um, should I go a university route because I, I had my master's. And so my, my world was pretty small, I would say. Um, but luckily enough, mm-hmm. uh, one of the former jets from Kagawa, he worked in recruitment here in Japan, in uh, Tokyo, um, I didn't know anything about recruitment. Um, I didn't even know recruitment companies existed. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I guess he saw a lot of the, the traits, you know, being good in social situ- situations, having good social skills, um, uh, communication skills, that kind of thing. Um, and kind of naturally being competitive with, you know, me being a gamer <laughs> and, and all that. So it just kind of came together and he referred me, uh, and, and then I got in from there.
1: Yeah, so I did a let's see, I don't know, probably 3 years ago. Now I did I applied for a HR position as well just kind of logged mm-hmm. the whole kind of uh, situation. You had to like I think my test was like they gave me like 10 resumes and I had to choose the best one and like they gave me a <laughs> fake call where the guy said like I remember the call. He said like uh you know, I heard on your own, I saw online your company is really bad. They don't pay their workers enough. What, what is that true? And I had to answer the question like, you know, it was obviously a test. Uh but anyways, I didn't get I didn't get mm-hmm. it in any case. I was gonna take it anyway, but I didn't get it. Um. So, but you kind of got re- referred and you got into HR uh, stuff. So, what were you doing? What was your job description? What yeah. You
2: so, I, so basically, I I joined as a recruitment consultant at one of the uh, big international companies here in Tokyo, and I I would say you know that that is a kind of misperception sometimes too that it's much closer to a sales job than it is an HR job. Um. There's definitely a lot of coordination that goes on in in administration, but it's much more about Selling, uh, you know, hunting, finding, head hunting, finding people, um, having meetings, compelling your clients, this kind of thing. Uh, So basically, in a nutshell, you know, recruitment agencies are are the middle person uh, between uh, clients who are hiring and candidates who are looking for jobs. So, you know, you probably talk to a client. He says, "I need a, a JavaScript engineer." You take down the details, salary, language level, this kind of thing go out into the market, you start finding some, some JavaScript engineers, um, send, send it to the client and you know, coach for interviews and hopefully make the, the placement. Uh, so that's kind of the job in a nutshell.
1: Okay. How about, um, we had recently had on Mayday, I think Mayday, yeah, Mayday sound. this guy he does, does TikTok stuff on mm-hmm. online Twitter. He, he was, he lasted less than a week at his HR job uh, because he said it was all selling. Like you said, he said it was all cold call, cold mm-hmm. call, cold call. So is that some, a part of the job you think Should people be ready for that? If they wanted to go in HR.
2: Yeah. I, I would say to go into recruitment, like it's a lot of people say it's hard. Right. And I, I think, um, and even like teaching english like there's some bad opinions and uh a certain image of it but i think it's just not for everyone to be honest like maybe there's like 10% of people that it really resonates with um so a lot of people struggle because i don't think they have the natural personality or maybe drive uh to be driven by targets and and that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, but luckily i was in that kind of 10% that i just love doing my best i love having my name up there i love Making sales, uh I'm competitive and and that kind of thing. So it totally resonated with me, uh right at the right time. And for me, you know, I I love teaching. Um, and, and I was a good teacher. And I, you know, as you saw, like uh, making all these resources, I was really passionate. Uh, yeah, you about definitely it, came
1: but, about
2: it. Yeah, yeah, a lot. And 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 my kids. But then you know, you kind of get the realization. Everyone gets a bit cynical that like, hey. You know the best teacher and the worst teacher kind of get paid the same, right? Or yeah, your yeah. your your effect is only in your immediate classroom. Um, you're more of an assistant. And I remember I I, I wrote that article, uh, "ALTs are not teachers" kind of thing, and that oh, caused yeah, a big, yeah. big yeah. uproar. But you know that that was taken out of context. But anyway, um, yeah. So I, I had this hunger. You know, I was, I was 29. I tried so hard, but like I wasn't getting rewarded, or my effect was very limited. So um the place the recruitment uh, gave me that exact uh, beautiful ground that you know i can the harder I work, the more money I get paid, the more results, the more recognition. So it was exactly where I needed to be at, at that time.
1: Well, that's good stuff. First, before I make my point, I want to say that guy that wrote the rebuttal to you about that mm-hmm. article, he's mm-hmm. actually started a website himself, still helping teachers. What's it called? I got to find it. <laughs> I'll I'll link it in the show notes page. But yeah, he has a website. He's still going strong on the same uh, kick he was then. So you'll be happy. To uh, I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> he was I definitely mean, passionate. It-
2: yeah, I mean, and just to comment about that, I mean, the title, you know, for those who remember, if anyone read that article, it's not up. <laughs> maybe it's on the the annals of of Google now. But um, you know, my point wasn't that ALTs are unimportant, like for sure, right? That's not my meaning. But the fact that you know we are very supplementary, um, and we're there to kind of bolster the existing curriculum, or or give people ideas, or expose. You know, gai to to the Japanese students, but in in a sense, we're we're assisting. And and I just wanted, uh, and and I th- I saw a lot of teachers, including myself, uh, get burnt out because like they had this grandiose image about how they're gonna change Japan and English education, and then when they're given like you know ten minutes of teaching time or their lessons are cut or something, then suddenly they they break down. So it was more just like uh, okay. Your work is valuable, but also just put it, put it in context, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just the, 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 what you said it was clearly correct. I mean, it's hey. not what you're. ALT Training Online, excuse me. ALT Training Online is his website. Nathaniel Reed, by the way. Shout out to Nathaniel. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's true because, you know, it's not what it is, it's not what you want it to be. Right. So, like, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people want to make it this. They've tried really hard to be at LTE. I think that's awesome. I did. I tried hard. I know you did too. Mm -hmm. But just because you try hard doesn't mean you're changing your position in the end, what it really is. Right. You are assisting, and you could have a school where they say, You sit in the back when I call you up here. You read this sentence and that's it. Of course, you could work to change that and try to, you know, try to try to volunteer more stuff. But in the end, you are just assisting. And if you want to do something more than assisting, you got to, you know, you got to work, get your master's, get a university job, all these things. But anyways, back on track, back to Thomas's story here. So I think we said some smart stuff there. So a lot of people think HR is like this thing, like, well, anyone can do it. It's It's a, it's a natural stepping stone. But like you said, it's clearly not that easy of a thing to do. It does take a special kind of person. So, so just say, so how about have you been at the same company since this whole time? Have you been any kind of juggling there?
2: Yeah, so I I was at the same company for four and a half years, and I actually just uh, left recently, and I'll be starting a new job, funnily enough, uh, from Monday. So I'm still kind of in the same uh, recruitment industry, but basically continuously with the same company for four and a half years. Um, and I, I started out as like an associate, just. Really brand new to everything, and luckily it was a company that has a, a fantastic training program. Um, and I worked my way up, and I was glad that three years later I was actually the the top recruiter in the company um, through a lot of hard work and an incredible amount of luck, um, and you know, different people leaving and opportunities and that kind of thing. But um, and then I moved into management, so I, I was able. To just be in that that really good
0: time and place of of hard work and luck that I was able to rise pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: at the beginning, it's I mean, recruitment is one of those jobs that never ends, right? Like you can always talk to another client, client another candidate do another headhunt, do another search, like, it just, so it, it, there's a lot of, like, self-challenge, right, it's, it's a lot of a mental game as well, um, and at the beginning, I I worked ton ton, I worked seven days a week, I worked weekends, I worked nights, now, maybe 2% of people were doing that, so I'm not saying this, this is, recruitment necessitates that, but for me, it's just, I had to make it. You know, I was I was twenty nine, my, my Japanese is not that good. I didn't have a career plan. I studied philosophy. Uh so for me there w- like failure was not an option. I had to do extremely well. Um so I had no work life balance the first like year or so. But then, you know, once I, I got a hold of it and I, I started getting more confident, I, I scaled back. Um and the company uh I'm going to now is is more for kind of senior uh recruiter. So I, I think it's more of a laid back lifestyle, like people know their stuff. There there's not high I, I don't think there's any KPIs uh really or targets to hit. It's just like you make revenue or you or you don't kind of thing.
1: Okay, okay. So it sounds like, yeah. And also, we should say, was it, it wasn't like it was mandatory for you to say seven days. That's no, definitely not. So we're not scaring too many people away. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, okay, cool. So, yeah. So now you're fully in this career now. It's been five years. So it sounds like a long time. Uh, So you go into this new company. I guess I want to be sure of that. So just, it's kind of, you're doing the same thing or just doing something new? What's it going to be?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a different, um, like I did a lot of uh, tech recruitment for developers. Uh, for those four and a half years and i i won't be doing the same thing kind of in that that industry the more you know enterprise industry but more kind of on the the sales side so recruiting recruiting for somewhat related but uh, different stuff
1: okay so how about i gotta ask you the hr people always do uh can you give us any like stupid stories worst resume you've ever seen that kind of thing you got to have something there <laughs>
2: um oh man there's there's just tons and tons <laughs> of, of crazy situations you see in, in recruitment. Um, and it, I, I would say it's better if you call it sales. I would say I, I wouldn't call recruitment HR for sure. Okay. I, I would, I would, talent acquisition. And that's when you're the internal recruiter at a company. Like you're in charge. I would say that's maybe closer to HR, but yeah, recruitment is definitely more sales, sales like, but. Ah man there there's so many but yeah yeah it it's really hard <laughs> to pick out cuz you these are things you see you see daily uh right and um it's
1: like you probably see like you probably see so many horrible resumes it's not even in your mind anymore right
2: yeah well the thing is what people don't realize um is like you know when you're applying for a job you uh you you make your resume very good sometimes you write a cover letter this kind of thing you know largely that doesn't matter so much cover letters are never read um at least through recruitment agencies and you can get to the point where literally i i can read a cv in 3 seconds that's it <laughs> i i'm not even exaggerating i can literally read an entire cv in 3 seconds because i see hundreds of cvs uh a month right and yeah. like you're you're just so focused and looking for the right things that um a lot is just like your your experience, and um, in Japan, uh, maybe a tip for some some job seekers is that in you know I'm from Canada and and just I, I guess North America has this uh, one page uh, CV ideal or or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But Japan is very much not that. Like they prefer some length. Like I would say three four pages is is pretty good. Like more information is is a bit better in Japan. So you don't have to um, think about that. And secondly you don't have if you're like a kind of design person you don't have to make it look super fancy uh because recruitment companies they reformat your CV into their format right so it, your your text is searchable in the database this kind of thing so your fancy cv that you're spending hours on to make look nice we never use that <laughs> so it's a complete waste of time all we need is the text really so oh, that's okay. another tip so
1: you're making people yeah. uh, okay so i want to ask though then the other side of things has some can someone do something that makes their stand out or is it only about their history and work work history
2: yeah that that's a it's a very good question, and. You Because know, we get a lot of people who are interested to get into development, right? Or make a career change or something like that. So they often ask us, like, how do I do it? You know, it's that classic dilemma of like, how do I get experience? This job requires experience, you know? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that kind of out of college thing. So um, at least in the coding context, and I'm sure this could apply to other areas as well, um, definitely going to something like coding camp uh, helps. Uh, definitely having a GitHub uh, is good having some personal apps or projects like websites, um, stuff that people can touch and see and play around with, right? So if you have no experience but you say, oh, hey, here's three links to three different apps, I don't have any professional experience, at least the hiring manager can, like, play around and or look into the code if you have a GitHub or something like that. So anything you can do, like, you know, a bit on the free side uh, or or actually produce a product, uh is is a really good way to kind of get into an industry
1: and so i i always say i'm on the side of, from the western side of like you know anything that's kind of loosely linked to your career uh, you can just probably just cut it right if if it's a question cut it you're saying though if it's a question leave it in to make your resume longer
2: uh if well especially <laughs> yeah. if you don't have a long resume as it as it is right yeah yeah um but yeah anything that's you know product like or any results oriented, you know, accomplishments you've had. Um, like say if I was talking about the jet coaster, you're talking about ALT insider. It's like it's not like oh built a website, uh, had lots of people follow. It's it's like I have this many subscribers. This this is the the income generated or like yeah, reached yeah, out definitely. to this many, you know, people like that. So um and you know that's stuff you can do on the side and you know like we weren't getting paid for the the jet coaster. So um I was definitely using some of that actually that that yeah looking back that was kind of the main thing in my interviews was they were talking about the jet coaster uh, which was something i did for free right so yeah
1: okay okay so one stuff on there obviously relevant stuff is better uh so uh, uh, is there anything like in now you're five years of time is, mm-hmm. what lets you know like okay this person's good this person's not good like i'm sure you have to do it quickly make these decisions and i'm sure you're wrong sometimes but is there any kind yeah. of indicators that you know okay that person's gotta be good
2: Yeah, I mean, of course, there's certain technologies or uh, companies that, like, really pop out, um, especially when it comes to tech. Uh, But the good thing with uh, most recruitment agencies, I would say, is that they interview someone, right? So when you sign up for a recruitment company, uh, they usually, not in this uh, COVID situation, but they would have you in the office. You know, you'd be there for half hour to an hour. Or, you know, you're going to do a video kind of thing. So we judge people a lot on communication skills, uh, especially like engineers because engineers tend to be a bit more introverted. So if you have uh, a person that's really good at speaking, really articulate, really clear, you know, you kind of go back to your team and say, oh, this, this guy's a stud. <laughs> like, okay. this guy's good, right? So I, I would say a lot is uh, even though their agency is not giving you the job, they're the intermediary, They are also classifying you and kind of judging, uh, you know, evaluating your communication skills. So I would say even treating agency interviews like a a job interview almost uh, is is a good way to to handle it.
1: What's your kind of your do you like to see people be more friendly or you like to see more down to business? Is there a a sweet spot there? Because I always say, like, you know, if you get to people laughing, you're probably in. Right. But you can't go too far. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. 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 I would say more more personable uh is is generally good. I mean people we're all human, right? Hiring managers are human, so if you can make that connection, make someone laugh um and that's definitely helped in my interview as well just making some of the directors laugh. Uh you know, they they just like you as a person. So um I I would say just be very clear like when people ask questions, don't answer a different question. Like a very common piece of advice is like we we would say um you know what what did you do in this project, right? And some people would say, "Oh, well, you know we made this and we made that." but you know they're asking about your contribution specifically rather than the team
1: or something like that. so
2: okay. I would say just make sure to answer the question clearly, but uh to answer your question in in a kind of friendly manner is good.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so and a lot of jets out there listening are saying, okay, this might be interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Do I mean you got to be half an hour away from a big city for this j- career? You think? I mean, pretty much, I would guess. But what do you What do you say to that?
2: The big places are definitely in Tokyo, and uh, a lot of places have branches in Osaka. Um Otherwise, I don't really know outside, but definitely like Tokyo, Osaka, maybe Fukuoka, but Tokyo, Osaka are the big two.
1: Okay, okay, cool, cool. Okay, so what what kind of what are you doing? Any side project wise now? Are you just kind of into the career now? What's going on?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I've been thinking a lot about uh, the future, and and like honestly, with the Jet Coaster stuff, um, you know, me and me and Alan, we are working extremely hard for free but we were so engrossed like we we loved it right because and something maybe you can identify with just having your own creation seeing that community grow seeing people talk um so that's always been very influential on me so uh, i do want to make my own business in the future um and that's kind of where i'm at now is like you know earning money here and 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 continue to build my career but also thinking you know, when is, when could be a good time as well to start my own thing?
1: I'll throw you here. Here's a million dollar idea, not million dollars probably, but some amount of dollars idea. <laughs> if someone could get, could, could, could target that jet audience, right? The jet mm-hmm. people and you be the, well, I don't know what you want to call it. The jet bridge or something, you know, like mm-hmm. well, I don't, there's not, there's not enough volume. I don't think that'll make a rig a big thing, but there would be people want that though. Right. You know?
2: Yeah, there's so, there's a lot of potential in in that crowd, and um, there's and part of it is there's so much enthusiasm, right, when you come to Jet, and that might be the, the hidden factor of what kind of killed the JET coaster is that you know me and Alan kind of got out of it, and we weren't like on the ground anymore, we weren't like in the thick of it, so it's it's hard to maintain communities that it's kind of like the thing you were doing before,
1: yeah, <laughs>
2: kind of thing. Know, right. So, uh, but that's a good thing with that Jet crowd, like they're always bringing in in, in passion, and, and that's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like same thing for me. Like this show used to be only about how to be a good ALT, but then I stopped being ALT and now it's changed to, what do you do after that? Right. So that's kind <laughs> of true. Yeah. You, you got to follow what you want to do. Cause if you don't, you lose the power, the, the kind of passion for it for sure. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So t- life, at, but it just like you're in Tokyo, right? We, I don't think we answered that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. in Tokyo. So you made the move for that, for the job or were you already kind of living there?
2: Oh yeah. No, I, I was, uh, yeah, in, in Shikoku and then I made one big move to, to Tokyo. Um, and yeah, a couple of places since then, but mostly around the same area, uh, yeah, kind of thing.
1: Hey, I, I gotta ask you. I know Corona's kind of, you know, we don't know how it's going now. But as we record this in late May, it kind of feels like it's dying down. How was mm-hmm. it though in Tokyo for you? Because I mean, that was the hardest hit place in Japan. What was life like for you this last three, two months?
2: Yeah, I mean, it didn't. I mean, compared to people I've I've heard overseas, and you know, I have friends in, in Europe, and in North America, South Africa, this kind of thing. It was pretty lax in Japan, I must say. Like, yeah. it's, it didn't really feel like a lockdown. It felt like a soft yeah. <laughs> a, a lockdown. So, uh, I mostly kept in. Like, there's been times I just don't go <laughs> go outside much. So, um, it didn't seem... Everyone's working from home, of course. But, like, it wasn't, like, hardcore in force. So yeah and somehow those those uh, those effects apparently work so those, those measures so
1: <laughs> yeah we know we'll never know but they seem to be working you were allowed yeah. to work from home though right for this yeah exactly yeah. okay, okay
2: yeah well actually i, exa- I I've, I've been kind of between the jobs so i, I didn't have to work until now so
1: oh, okay great great that's, that's <laughs> good yeah so i was wanted to know like is it? Are it going to be tough to go back now or did you kind of you kind of ready to get out of the house
2: no no yeah, i'm definitely definitely ready i mean i think at the core i mean i like my alone time but not when it's uh forced, you know, I, I like to take, take a step back when I want to. Right. But when, yeah, it's, yeah. So yeah, I'll definitely be psyched to go, go and see people.
1: Cool. Cool. So I guess to finish. We got to ask about your partner in crime, Albo, who was your partner. in the last of your house, you been doing, you guys still talk, you hate each other. What's going on?
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we, we still talk. We haven't caught up in, in a while. I mean, you know, he's fully into uh, like the drift hunter uh, thing. Like he has the YouTube channel where he's, uh, making the documentary about drifting, uh, I think people were visiting him in Japan. He takes them on tours uh, and stuff like that. But uh, my my mom and my brother uh, visited like uh, a couple years ago, and he took us out to to see the drifting and stuff like that. So he, I, I think he's still like in in the thick of it. So uh, you know, living the dream.
1: That's cool, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, four years catch up here, and that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You guys are just old friends, and nice to catch up with you as well. But Thomas, yeah. where can we? Pe- I know you just said you don't like social media, but where should I send people <laughs> if they want to hear more from Thomas here?
2: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I need like a, a landing page or something. I mean, I'm on and off Facebook currently. I'm on uh, a Facebook, but not not for longer. But uh, just for the job, like I pretty much permanently have to have LinkedIn. So uh, I'm, I'll am i probably always be on LinkedIn uh, if you if you ever need to reach out.
1: Okay, cool. So I'll put your link there if you want to ask questions about being HR. You'll spend time mm-hmm. to answer those questions, I'm sure. At sales. Nice sales. Guy. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. But all right, Thomas, you take it easy. Maybe we'll catch up with you four years down the road or something. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, James.
0: I really hope you enjoyed today's Inside Japan podcast. Dive deeper into our world and learn more about what awaits you, check out altinsider.com. And for regular, up-to-the-minute job postings, check into jobsinjapan.com for the next big gig. Please tune in for our regular excursions into the world of Japan and good luck. Gampate! bad